All right, let's get going. It's Sunday Poor Monday Night Show. First show of the week. We're at halftime here of uh, the Patriots and Bills game. It is an 11-7 slugfest. Bunch of body blows. It's not a slugfest and they're taking headshots, but uh, just kind of grounding and pounding in this crazy wind up in Buffalo, New York. Old school football. Um, not as exciting as I remembered it, but still kind of fun. A lot of, a lot of action going on. Fumbles, slipped balls, referees' hats flying all over the place. Uh, we'll get into this game later. It's build, build as the game of the week. And, uh, well, it's tight at least. We got that. It's a close game. All right. Ant, how's it going, man? How's the weekend? How are we doing today? All right. Not, not too bad. It's a, wind, it's a windy motherfucker at Buffalo tonight. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it is a is windy, is a windy, disgusting mess. It's fun though. And, uh, I wish there was a little snow. It is fun though, co- coming out and uh, just you know have that element of uh, of a challenge for these teams to have to deal with a little extra, you know, a little extra strategy. You know, who's going with the wind? Who's go- who's going against the wind? When do you kick the extra point? And when do you not? Um, to kick a field goal. There has been a field goal and an extra point in this game. Um, there's also been punts knocked down by the wind. So, Yeah, this game feels like it should be uh, – it should have been played like in 1952 at Yale Bowl. Yeah. Yes. This, this, this is probably how the founders or the inventors of football imagined football to be. Really? Yeah, I mean, this, is I, this is Ivy League football from 100 years ago. <laughs> Minus the uh, minus the trips to the hospital because of fights. Correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. there's a, a couple uh, differences. Yeah. Well, at least it's tight, man. I mean, this is uh, this is pretty big for the AFC and AFC East. Obviously, um, winners in a great spot here. I'll tell you one thing. I realized uh, this is uh, this is football related, but being in a grocery store on a Sunday at about like five o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock. Miserable place to be on a Sunday. In the afternoon? Yeah. Uh, just because you're missing football? Well, I was thinking about that. And I really only went because I needed a couple things. Yeah. I was making burgers. I didn't have French fries. I was like, I got to have. I had <laughs> I was like, well, I had nothing to go to. It was like broccoli. I like broccoli and bro- I, I need something. I need some curly fries. But I was, but I was thinking about it, like why it was so miserable. And I think it's just between the hours of say on a Sunday, I don't know, noon and seven o'clock. I think it's just like unless I'm drinking, eating, or watching football, it's almost like I don't know what. I don't know how to, what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. I, I don't know. I just think like what, between the hours of noon and seven, 12 and seven, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not really too much of a, I'm not really a functioning member of society. I'm just, I kind of just live in my own bubble. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do counterpoint here. I think that if, um, if you're looking for like a prime time to go shopping, I would say Sunday afternoon is probably a great time to go. Because nobody's going to be there because everybody is in their own bubble at that time. Everybody's already done their shopping for the weekend. Uh, just, you might not have as many selections. 
if you're looking for something specific, but I think it's probably it probably wasn't packed, right? I mean, there was not a lot of people there. I'm guessing. Um, if you want to do your full shopping at that point, you're probably in and out. Full shopping, I'm sure. I just needed a couple things. I just needed two or three. Really, just one thing, but I ended up getting a couple just because I was there. But right. it was a quick mission. It was a five minute in and out mission. Yeah, but there was like, um, but it was probably empty, right? Uh, I mean, compared to peak hours, yeah, like a Saturday at mm. uh, noon, let's say. Yeah, oh, it was probably no, dead compared it. compared to compared to that. But uh, I don't know. I find these places to be always, dude. I I, I went not not. There's no such thing as like not packed anymore or not like chaos i went last week to get my booster shot at a cvs yeah uh so a little background information i got my first two shots and i'm breaking the covid rule but i don't give a shit i, I got nothing tonight <laughs> I, I i got my first two shots at a at like a library that they basically turned – it was a big library that they basically turned into a vaccine location, like five-star operation. All right. There was, there's like, a, a there's desk. A, there's a joke in there some, somewhere, but you in the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, was, I went to the library twice in uh, 2021, and it was, it was not to read. <laughs> it was not to rent the movie either. But uh, especially since they took out Lethal Weapon 5 and 6 out of the rotation. <laughs> um but you know they really turned it into it was run by yale people i think i really don't know but it it was a real like five-star operation you know you walk in there's a desk you check in there's like four or five people so it's not you know it's a line but like it moves because there's a lot of people checking you in Mm -hmm. they send you to another room um, and there's like four or five stations set up with nurses doctors whoever to stick you with the needle all right, here you go. Now you go in another room, big room. You sit in a, a big room, and they monitor you for 15 minutes. Everyone's spaced out. When your 15 minutes is up, it's like, all right, you're good. You're good. You have, you know, you're not ready to pass out. Your, your arm doesn't look like it's about to fall off. All right. Now, as for a CVS, when you go and get a shot, <laughs> it's, like, it's like going from playing in, uh, I don't know, Yankee Stadium to uh, Columbus. I'm on, like the taxi squad, man. Oh, man, CVS. And, dude, I, I thought I, was, I tried to make it at like a reasonable time where it wouldn't be – you know, I didn't want to do it on like a, a Friday. I didn't want to do it on a weekend. I did a Wednesday at 5.15. I thought that was safe. It's, yeah, still post-work. I was getting out. All right. Yeah. I, well, I didn't want to do like six o'clock. I figured that'd be peak for like everybody who's getting out of work. I figured five fifteen if I could dump dick out, you know, dump out of work early, get there. Um, bad sign right out of the gate. I get there and there's like no parking spots. I'm like, what the oh. fuck is it's a CVS? Oh no, that's a, I yeah. know. That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. I can't even imagine. That is rough. In my lifetime, that's, unheard, I mean, that's, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. It is. It is unheard of. In my lifetime, <laughs> CVS's, Rite Aids, these little drug stores. Sometimes on days, you know, they're packed more than others. Like, well, I don't know. Like, uh, what would be like a 
day would be packed. The Halloween or something, people buying candy. You know, know. Saturday, like, afternoon, everyone's out doing errands. I don't even know when peak drugstore hours are. They're so – they're not just drugstores anymore. The drugstore is supposed to have, like, you know, some sundries and cards, you know, unperishables. I'm pro-drugstore. I am. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But they're, they're like – they're almost just like a gigantic bodega. Really, you go in there, you get an Arizona and a bag of chips if you want, and you get some ointment for your, uh, you know, for your. Rash. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a bodega that keeps a little more uh, traditional hours. Yeah, you're yeah. not get, you're not gonna get the bodega. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's like a classed up bodega, but not for like the right people. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I don't even know what peak hours are. They're always. Uh, Ready to go, but I, I can't imagine it being like super packed. I don't know when it would be super packed. Maybe because they, you know, with the flu, it's you know they're giving out flu shots this year, time of yeah. year, COVID shots. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was. I've never seen. I've never seen like parking at a premium uh, to to get into a drugstore. How was it once you got in? Oh, it's fucking sucked. <laughs> how was I the mean, line? St- how was the line of the pharmacy? Oh, the line at the pharmacy was miserable. Luckily, I realized that there was a separate check-in station for people who were going there to get shots. That's good. Um, but I sent you the picture. Oh, well, that's, you know, that, oh, that's horrible doing that. And it, wasn't, it was cold on Wednesday, too. It was the first day of December. <laughs> and I get in line, the wrong line, of course, because I just saw a line for the pharmacy. I'm like, what? A lot of people, man, prescriptions and shit. Uh, I get in line and there's a guy with flip flops on. First day of December, it's 40, <laughs> 40 degrees out. Jeans, everything about this guy just bothered me. This looks like it, the picture you sent me smelled. That's all I know. It's it had a scent to it. Yeah, yeah. This is a, yeah, it's a stench to this guy. When when you talk about going to the pharmacy, I liken it to when you talk about going to the bank. I feel like there's always a fucking problem at the pharmacy. And there's never the people ahead of you never move it along. There's always something. There's eleven questions. Some something the doctor messed something up sending the sending the prescription over. I was supposed to have it refilled two days ago, and it's not here. And I'm at the wrong. It's supposed to be the pharmacy like a town over. There's always fucking something at the pharmacy. The pharmacy. There's always there's always an issue. Always an issue at the pharmacy. And I don't know who's worse, the clientele or the pharmacist. Everybody's a fucking asshole there. Everybody, top to bottom. Never yeah, no, nice no good bedside manner from a pharmacist. No. Just get out of my store. A bunch of grim reapers at the pharmacy. Farm- it's all <laughs> instead of black, instead of black, it's white coats. Yeah. Fucking yeah. white grim reapers. Um <laughs> But, you know, of course I get there. They're running a little bit behind. All right. I expected that a little bit when I saw the parking lot. The thing that's weird about getting – and I've never, I've never gotten the flu shot, so I don't know how it usually works inside a place like this. Yeah. Like, there's a couple rows of chairs, like, right – the pharmacy's all the way in the back of the store. On the side wall, right where the pharmacy is, there's, like, three chairs. Right. That's the waiting area to get your shot. Like, there's no, there's no back area. 
No, no, no. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I, I, so I had a fr- I mean, basically I had a front row seat. I was able to tell you that, yes, there is always an issue. Cause I swear <laughs> to God, I was waiting there for 15 minutes and I, I'm telling you, it may have been the same woman there going back and forth with the pharmacist the entire time. The misery there is on par with that of the DMV as far as waiting and just unhelpfulness and just not getting the right answers, not getting the answer you want. It's right, it's right on the same level as the DMV. Yeah, I don't know if anything could beat the DMV, but it is that same type of just no one's happy to yeah, be in there. Like, I, I was actually like asking myself, like, I felt like as I was sitting there, and I, and I, I don't know if this is stupid, but like the pharmacy line goes into the aisle. Okay. So as one person moves up, like they could see me and I could see them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. I just didn't want, for some reason, I just didn't want to run into someone I knew. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. You're, you're, just to think, sit, you're just sitting there like an asshole. You're starting to think you even need the booster. I'm, I'm really <laughs> contemplating it. Like what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, a couple people in front of me, uh, the guy giving the shots was a little bit of a small talker. Oh, really? The guy giving the shots was a small talker? He was personable. I didn't mind him. The only thing is when someone's giving me uh, a shot, I want them to be, I don't want them to be talking about like the Knicks game from the night before. Like I need you to be totally focused. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure it's not a dirty needle. Like, I don't. I don't I, the I, right I need, ju- I need sure your, the right juice in there. Yeah, I need your. I need your focus. I need your undivided attention. There. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, a nice guy though. I don't really have anything to to pile on him. <laughs> uh, him about. Um, it was more just like the sitting there and to just you really like feel like you fucked up along the way. Like, how did I end up here in a <laughs> too, CVS? I'm too smart to sit in traffic. Exactly. I was well put by Larry David in that episode. You know what I mean? You feel like you, you feel like you're too good. Like you, you had to have done something wrong. To end up oh yeah. There. I, I agree wholeheartedly. If it's a guy who spent way too much time in traffic in my life, I know exactly what he's feeling. Yeah. So yeah. So when you get this done at a CVS, there's no room they put you in for 15 minutes to monitor you. The guy gave me a, uh, like a 5% off coupon for $20 or more. He goes, oh, go walk around the store for 15 minutes. Go wait it out. Like, what? If somebody sees you go down, they'll, they'll drag you back here. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, I got in my car and I went home. You know, fucking waiting around for 15 minutes. Yeah, I was probably fucking freaking out 15 minutes later. It's like, where'd this guy go? He lost me. And yeah. Right in. God forbid something does happen to me. I, first of all, it was right around the corner from my house. Yeah. Secondly, okay, I w- I'd rather be home. My wife's a healthcare professional. She's home. Well, if I go down at a CVS, what do you think flip flops is going to give me mouth to mouth and bring me back? <laughs> oh God! Like, what do you think they're going to do at CVS, bro? They're going to call an ambulance and bring me to a hospital. If I go down, I want to be in the confines of my own living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfort. Yeah. By home, minute sure. twelve, bro, I was on a white Russian. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was out of there, man. Ah, oh. I mean, I appreciate the coupon, but I wasn't. Uh, I don't, I, that's like the coupon. I can't, like, I, my wife's a great shopper, like bargain shopper. She will shop around. I have no patience for that shit. 
Yeah, I call it like the – what was that show they have? Extreme couponing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will buy 800 things for $1.98 that, yeah. they'll, that they know, they'll never get. They're going to die with like Chef Boyardee in their fucking <laughs> attic. No, it was that show. It was, was that movie I was telling you about where they did that like for a living and then kind of got – or not for a living, but uh, they became like – they became criminals by doing that. They started doing – Oh, really? They started doing counter, getting counterfeit coupons and shit. But yeah, Vince Vaughn. I told you about that. Vince Vaughn's in that movie. Oh, I think we did talk about yeah. extreme couponing before. Yeah, it's yeah. an addiction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of OCD thing in there, rump rattling around in your head. Um. But yeah, that was the CVS experience. Hope I don't have to go back anytime soon. And uh, that's it. I I do have um a little confession I gotta make. Get something right. off. Get something off my chest here. Uh, oh, for, I don't know if you knew, on Thursday, when we did Thursday show, I was like, I, I was, I skipped work on Thursday because I was sick. I didn't feel good at all. Yeah. Uh, was it Thursday or was it the show? Were you sick the show before? I didn't feel good on Monday either, but I didn't really, I thought I was just kind of, I thought it was just, a, you know, I had like a little, I think I was like a little stuffy, but I thought I was just like tired from the weekend, <laughs> Thanksgiving and all that shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess I was coming down with something. So they, like Thursday, I missed work. But Tuesday and Wednesday, I went into work. And I did not feel great. But I just power, I powered through like it was the old days, right? And then like Thursday, I woke up and like my ear was killing me. So I was like, I got to go see doctors. We sure don't have anything infected. Like get, get some antibiotics in me and let's, let's, let's move this along. Like I'm sick and tired of this. Get to work today. Literally and, sick and tired. Yes. Get to work today. And like, like three people are out sick. Uh, there's a no, there's like a email on Friday. It's like if you're sick, don't come to work. Like to everybody, like not just me. And I'm yeah. pretty. And and the, and one and the and the other girl I work with was like, I, I'm coming down with something. I feel terrible. And she's describing her symptoms, which is like exactly what I had. And I was like, oh man. So I think I got everybody at work sick. You wiped everyone out, dude. I guess, yeah, I think so. I think it was me. Outbreak, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I don't feel too what bad. What was the diagnosis? It, what was the diagnosis? Well, I just had like a, it just uh, sounds like such a, such a pussy-ass thing to say, but I, I went in to see if I had an ear infection. I feel, like it's, I feel like that's such a childish problem to have, but I had it even worse, I think, or maybe, you know, you could, you could be the judge of this. I had a sinus infection. I don't know if that's, I feel like that's pussy ass too. But, yeah. Uh, but I just had like a, I, it was just like a bad cold, I think. Um, and then the, like I could not breathe out. I woke up on Thursday morning, like early Thursday morning. I couldn't breathe out of my nose. Like it was like nothing could get by. It was miserable. Oh, that's and, that's like, and that's when I, the, the, the pain in my ear was pretty bad. I was like, ah, well, this feels like something I should see a doctor for. Um, sinus yeah. infection is antibiotics. Yeah, just they put me on antibiotics and give me like, like a thing of Motrin for a couple, and some uh, they gave me like nose spray too. I have that here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. good to have, like even when it's not when you're not sick. Man, it's good. Dry, point, yeah. dry nostrils. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's good to have that on on hand. But uh, at a similar issue, I went to. Uh, so I don't have a doctor down here yet. So I'm like, I just go to one of those urgent care things. I get there early on Thursday morning. I get there 7:45. They open up at eight. There's already a fucking line outside. 
And I mean, you can just imagine the people outside, urgent care. So whatever, I go pop in the back of the line and I'm there for probably about an hour, right? And for maybe like 45 minutes and then I finally get like the clipboard, fill out my information, whatever. I write down, you know, I'm congested. I want to check sure I don't have ear infection. I have ear pain. Hand it in. They give you a buzzer. Like they do it like, uh, I don't know, Chili's or whatever. Chili's, yeah. Yeah, it'll go, we'll buzz you when it's time. So I go to my car and like 10 minutes later, so I'm there for like over an hour at this point, my phone rings and it's them. And they're like, yeah, it says here you have, you're congested and you want to get checked if you have uh, an ear infection. I said, yeah. They said, well, do you know that we're COVID only today? I want to be like, if I fucking knew that you're COVID only today, would I have come here and had you check out an ear infection, you dumbass? Like, there's nothing to tell me. Like, I just, like I said, there's a, a line. So I just went and jumped in line. This is urgent care. There's no way for me to know that it's COVID only. How the fuck am I? With a bunch of people with two weeks to live. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. Yeah. So I just went and hung out with these assholes. I don't think they have fucking COVID. Be like, well, I have it now. Could I come in? <laughs> That's what I would have said. So they sent me to a town over and I got in and out. And lo and behold, they checked me for COVID anyway. They're like, yeah, we're going to do it just because you're here. Doesn't sound like you have COVID, but we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway right here. So I got in and out for ten or fifteen minutes, and uh, I was negative COVID-wise, which is you know nice. But in the actual doctor's office, or I don't know if you want to call it that, whatever the office is in urgent care, in the office they're playing the Family Feud YouTube page, so it was just like Family Feud highlights. Oh wow! Phenomenal, yeah, really. That's, that's a nice, that's a nice uh, touch for a doctor's office. Absolutely, yeah. I was uh, really made made the made the trip to Trumbull much better. <laughs> I got to get back to this this doctor's office though. What what does, exactly does COVID only mean? They just they're just testing for COVID. They're just doing COVID tests that day. Oh, so they're not doing? They're just they're strictly just all everyone in line there was in line for a test. I guess, yeah, that's yeah. My, unless they're like me. Oh, I still have that buzzer, by the way. I kept that fucking buzzer. Nice, cocksuckers. Well, a little uh, paperweight, a little yeah. souvenir. Yeah. Okay, so I, that makes a little more sense. But I don't understand. At that point, I would have just lied and been like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm here for the test." After <laughs> waiting for an hour outside, I didn't want the test. I mean, you were going to probably get it anyway. I mean, you did end up getting it anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, and I got the antibiotics, though. Yeah. I was just so pissed. I was like, well, how the fuck am I, like, there's nothing indicating what was going on. I mean, maybe on the, the door. The clipboard, the fact that they're still doing clipboards, they've upgraded to buzzers, they've upgraded to all this technology they can check you out on Zoom sometimes. Still got the clipboard, though. And the other thing is they have everybody waiting outside in a line. Like, those people are sick and you have them waiting outside like <laughs> on a fucking December morning? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Talk about bedside <laughs> manner. Yeah, that's just... Where, where was this? Where, what town? Is this the town you live in? It is in Shelton, yeah. Yeah. I've had good luck with this place before, too. Like, I had no problem last time. Like, I, I, I'm embarrassed. That was the third time I've gone back there. The previous two times were for COVID tests. Um, but that was just, I had to, for work, I had to, you know, get the negative test. Yeah. You can't really call yourself urgent care when people yeah. are waiting outside in 30 degree weather. It's a big misnomer. 7, 7.30 AM. Yeah. It's a big misnomer. Urgent care. You know what? That for the longest time stopped me from going into those places. 
So I'm like, nothing, I, nothing's urgent. Like, this is not urgent. Like, maybe some, you know, loser, pussy-ass bitch will, like, will feel like the hangnail is urgent. Like, I don't feel like anything is urgent. Like, urgent care, to me, is a step below or, like, just a minor step below the emergency room. Yeah, I almost, I almost consider them the same. Like, yeah. ER. I figure I might get better care at the urgent care than the ER. Because the ER, just, you always hear horror stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't go to ER. No. So, ur- right. Urgent- so I, that's what I feel like the urgent – my ER is urgent care. Mm. That's good. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's probably the, the best way to live your life from now on is, yeah, whenever I feel like there's a serious problem, I'm going to urgent care. Like, I, I need – if it's emergency a, room, I have like five minutes to live. I'm a bu- bullet wound bleeding out. That's the only way I'm going to the ER. An and even then, I still might go to urgent care. An ambulance, an ambulance is taking me to ER. That's, I'm, I'm not going to urgent care. Uber may own. be cheaper, though. I've often thought about that. <laughs> an yeah, Uber could be bleed, cheaper. Oh, that's, there you go. That's a good start to a movie right there where like, you're getting an Uber, but like, you're all fucked up. No, Uber guys gotta get you there. Or it's a good, I don't know if it's a start to a movie or not. That's in a movie. Yeah. Uber. It's in the in the okay. It's a jumping off point. Jumping off point. Yeah, it's an idea. It's an idea. Yeah, I don't would it be it might even be quicker. Uber might even be quicker than an ambulance. Yeah, I mean it depends. You gotta like kind of size up what's wrong with you. Like, do you need to be hooked up to a bunch of machines right away? Heart attack, you might want the uh, the ambulance. You may want that oxygen. Right, yeah. If you need if you need urgent care on the way to the emergency room, you're gonna need an ambulance. Bullet wound, you may be able to just put some pressure on it with a few towels. By the way, I got some new towels. Yeah. New uh, like for the bathroom. Yeah. I'm with Jeff and Larry, man. Yeah, I like the ratty towel. Yeah, the fluffy ones, you got to break in towels. They take some time. I don't mind a comfortable towel, but uh, the, the, the brand new ones, too much. The brand new ones, I will go a step further and say they, they're off. They don't, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> they don't work? They, they don't, don't work. work. All right. I mean, you go and you got to do like a thorough wash on a new towel where like the the older the towel you basically just have to like graze your hand on it and your hands dry i never even thought i never even thought about it because i use towels until they basically disintegrate yeah yeah i use them like at the gym and stuff so it's not like i, I want that nice of a towel at these places right. that i'm going to but now i realized like i've been made fun of for the you know how long i hang on the towels those are my towels. Those, that's the towel I want. This is your revenge tour. I want to be like Brian Cash. I'm going to go bargain shopping for towels. Like there should be like a 50% off. Like, I guess the way towels get like that or, you know, humans use them. So that makes it kind of disgusting. But I want, yeah. the, I want the ratty towel. I'm sure Cashman would sell you some ratty towels. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. Uh, so, yeah. Never really gave too much of a thought on the towels until recently. So when you need- I knew Jeff, I knew Jeff and Larry were onto something. It's just, yeah. You know. Do you you knew I was sick? You thought I was sick on Monday? Yeah, you were like on a five second delay. Oh man, <laughs> was I? <laughs> I was just very slow. 
Say, is our connection okay? <laughs> oh no, I I honestly don't remember anything from Monday's show. So, and then everything on Thursday was put into that show. Like I was just I wanted to be ready for whatever nine thirty, nine forty five, whatever time we started. And like I took the antibiotics, I took like a couple of Tylenol before, and I was just like, let's go, have my tea. I was just, I was pumped up for it. I'd, I actually watched the show that day. Watched the movie like that day. I got up. Like I woke oh. up. Like I, I woke up because I couldn't sleep, and I, I came downstairs. I started it, and then uh, once the kids went off to school, I finished it. And like that was uh, and I, after after my misadventures with urgent care, and got and after the kids went to school, I watched it. Um, and then it was just about just having the energy. So basically, I took a I took a day off uh, just to be sure that I could do our podcast on uh, eyes wide shut. All right, that's urgent. That's what I call that's urgent right. care. Yeah. Well, anything for Stanley Kubrick, you know. <laughs> we uh, have, we we have. Um, that's the second movie episode we've done in like three months, and it was it was like the second Kubrick movie too. Because we did yeah, we shining, did uh, we did yeah, shining, shining for Halloween, and we, and we started off with this for. Uh, oh, so it's back to back. Yeah, back to back Kubrick. So, have you have you seen all of his classics? Um, you've seen Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut, Full Metal Jacket, The Shining. You've seen. Have you seen Barry Lyndon? No, that's really long. That one, right? I don't know. I think it's really strange. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How long is Barry Lyndon? I could do a quick. I could do a quick on here. It's. It's. I'm pretty sure that one is long and strange. 1975, 185 minutes. So about three hours. All right. Have you seen in Clockwork Orange? Yeah, love Clockwork Orange. Yeah, great one. It's a disturbing uh, one. 2001. Yeah, we'll we'll do a podcast on that one at some point. That one is. Uh, I. St- <laughs> I still don't know if I'm ready to talk about that one. I don't know if I could. Yeah, it's. A, I don't know if I'm that smart to talk about it. Um, Doctor Strange. No, I know. Uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yes. Okay, so you've seen. All right, Lolita. Lolita. No, Doctor Strange Love. I saw fairly recently. It was within the last eighteen months. It was. It was a pandemic movie. That movie's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, have you seen Spartacus? No, nah, Ralphie Cipharetto turned me off. Sparkus, I never, I never got it. Have you Flat seen, tops. Have you seen Paths of Glory? No. That one's okay. And uh, have you seen The Killing? No, I've never even heard of that. That's um, Sterling Hayden. You know the the cop from uh, Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. yeah. McCluskey. Yeah, and they like uh, try to rip off. Uh, uh, are they trying to fix a horse race or something, or rip off a horse race? Oh, rip off a! I forget exactly what it is. It's oh, a, okay. it's like it's an old, you know. It's it's not it's not a movie you would be like, oh yeah, it's got Kubrick written all over it. But and the other ones are Killer's Kiss and Fear and Desire. Neither of which I've. No, nah, I don't know those. Fear and Desire is about four soldiers trapped behind enemy lines must confront their fears and desires. 
Makes sense. Anybody? Nobody, nobody's famous. Well, this guy is. Uh, who's this guy? What year? Uh, hang on. Nineteen fifty-three. Wow. Uh, you know who's in it is uh, Sunshine from Sopranos. Oh wow! <laughs> might be worth seeing. Sunshine. Yeah, might 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 be worth seeing just for that. And uh, what was the other one? Killer's Kiss. Killer's Kiss is ready to catch a train to his hometown. A washed-up boxer tells us about the strange and twisty events that happened to him in the past couple of days. And, it's a little uh, bit of a flashback. A little bit of a flashback. And uh, the picture here has a guy holding an axe, so a little bit of the shining in there. Mm. Yeah, I want to see all these movies. It's pretty good. All right, so the ones you haven't seen are Lolita, Barry Lyndon, and uh, the older the big ones, ones, yeah, and the older ones, right? And you, well, Paths of Glory is, I, I think, that's pretty important. And Paths of Glory and Spartacus, but I think Paths of Glory, I think they're both pretty important, like in his, uh, in his um, canon. I don't know if we could do Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon just always seemed like a very strange movie to me. You watch, you've seen it or no? Uh, no, I saw a couple minutes of it, and I, I, it's just, you know, I didn't start it from the beginning or anything. It was on one time, and I put it on, and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, an Irish rogue wins the heart of a rich widow and assumes her dead husband's aristocratic position in 18th century England. Yeah, that's that's three hours. That's uh, hmm. yeah. I don't I don't know how it fits into like the Kubrick lore, to be honest with you. But I mean, it's considered one of his classics. So I'm not sure why the kicker for the Bills has one. Uh, what do you call it? One eye black on. It's a night game. <laughs> and why one? Maybe the wind from one direction bothers the eye, but not the other direction. Yeah. Then he would need, but then he would need the eye black for the other eye. That was the case. Probably doing it for like charity or something. I'm the asshole. I know there's going to be some sort of there's going to be some sort of like wholesome reason he's doing it. I tell you, one thing you learn about in these these uh, weird weather games, whether it's cold, wind, snow. Yep. I think you learn a lot about these guys. What guys? The tough uh, ones are players. Yeah, I think you learn a little bit of the coaching too, because you got you got you you kind of throw out parts of your playbook, and you have to make do with what's available to you to your offense. Yeah, you know Dawson Knox dropped two bat two passes in this game so far. Yeah, both of one them in the have. first half. Yeah, should have had both of them. That's yeah. like I'm learning something about Dawson Knox now. Googled where he went to college, Ole Miss from yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Southern boy can't handle the cold weather. My mind's made up. But, and he sounds like he should be a tough guy, Dawson Knox. Tight end. The name itself is a tough guy to me. Right. But I don't know. I, I've been misled. Even Stefan Diggs just now, like that bomb that Allen just threw him. Tough, tough play, but, you know, could have had it. 
Yeah, I I'm need not, my guys to be able to play in all the all the elements. I can't. I don't think I can hold that one off on Diggs. That was tough. I know it's more Dawson to Knox. Who's the receiver that? What's his name that has a touchdown? And had that other big uh, reception for the Bills. Uh, Davis. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, I learned a little bit about him too. He's catching those bullets. Uh, that that Allen's throwing in there because you got you have to throw. I don't know if you heard uh, Brian Grease's explanation about throwing the C versus throwing the U. I did. I did oh, hear Brian Greasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically what he's saying is when uh, you're throwing the ball, normally your hand makes a C, um, like at the release point, basically. But now because of the wind, you have to tilt it and go a little more sidearm, and your hand makes more of a U. And they show the, the whole freeze frame on Allen. Uh, firing in two two Davis, I think, and uh, he's been throwing bullets today. Um, kind of keep it, you know, ha- you know, sending it through the wind and not not giving the wind a chance to beat the wind. It. You gotta, it's like uh, play the ball, don't let the ball play you. Right, exactly. Same thing with the wind. All right, so Dawson Knox. Anybody else? You know, anybody else you uh, have learned about? Brita, Dawson Knox uh, is at the top of the list. Even Brita has, is at a rough go. He he he, st- he fumbled. Oh yeah, Brita was. <sighs> he uh, he he also um. He also just bobble like bobble. Uh, oh no, no, that was uh. He bobbled the kickoff. Bobbled the kickoff. Yeah, bob. Yep. Yeah, bobbled the kickoff. Went through the end zone. So he's had a tough day. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta be able to play in the elements. Maybe as maybe why San Fran didn't really have a use for him because you you need to be able to play in the shit in San Francisco. Of course. And now here here we are, national TV, Buffalo learning about it. Eleven ten, just how just uh, how we thought, just how we drew it up. Some massive runs today. Um, and sometimes just all runs. I've seen Mac Jones throw one ball, maybe. I mean, I, I've I've been in and out of the game, but I've seen him throw one pass. Uh, maybe yes. two. The way yeah, didn't Hunter Henry drop a pass? That was what it was. Yeah, I mean I the Bills' defense, I'm trying, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a second pass that it's on throw. What are his numbers? They're just running it down their throat. That's it. And it's working. Maybe we're learning about the entire Bills defense, the entire unit. Yeah, I mean, you know they're not throwing. I don't know. If you can't set up to stop the run, what's going on here? Yeah. Are they worried that – yeah, Mac Jones is one for one for 12 yards. It wasn't even It wasn't even a drop ball. One for – I was right. One ball he's throwing. Yeah. This is just a disgraceful performance from Buffalo. I mean, it's your building, man. Come on. I mean, I know the Patriots are probably more built for this weather because the Bills can't run the ball. Yeah. But still, let's go. Prime time, man. Monday night. Yeah, Damian Harris not Damian Harris is nine point nine yards per carry. In a game where you know they can't throw the ball. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense. How how do they keep running it through them? And this is all going to lead to a play action at some point for a touchdown. I already know. Yes. (laughs) That's absolutely what this is leading to. No doubt about it. It's going to be that scumbag 
Kendrick Bourne probably or uh, Hunter Henry. They'll get behind the defense. Oh man, man! Last yeah, last time they showed the Bills uh, D coordinator on a cutaway, Patriots. Leslie Frazier. Yeah, (laughs) Patriots scored last time they did that cutaway. Yeah, Leslie Frazier might be top of the list for guys who are just the most uninspiring coaches on the. Oh wow, the the old QB sneak on third and five. Yeah, as I'm saying, I mean, we knew about we know about Belichick, so like this is not a surprise that he came prepared, and is having his way. But uh, I mean, I've always been high on McDermott, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's eleven ten. It's not like it's. I mean, they're both playing with the same deck of cards here. It's not like. No, it is. It's it's yeah. It just feels like the Bills are being outplayed. Yeah, that's true. They had a good – at the end of the second – at the end of the first half, they they started to control the ball a little bit, and it seemed like maybe they're getting the hang of, I don't know, uh, playing these elements you know, to, to their own kind of pace. But Patriots are dominating ball, dominating time possession, I'm sure. And you throw in the fact that Bills, the only reason they have a touchdown is because that muff punt by Harry. Yeah, yep. Let's see, what is time possession? Let me see. I mean, they got to be killing them time possession. Oh, not at all. What? No. I got to restart, reset. Be sure I'm not fucking that up. Yeah, it was probably that. It's probably the end of the end of the half. Well, yeah. Now it's all right. Now it's twenty-two and a half minutes to eighteen and a half minutes. So four minutes. That was all on this drive, really. That they kind of. Uh, well, I guess that makes that. I mean, that touchdown the Patriots scored was a long touchdown at one play. So, okay, I guess that makes a little more yeah. sense. No, and like I said, at the end of the first half, the Bills had a long possession too. So, I think I'm gonna give a hot take right now. I think the division's over for the Bills if they don't win tonight. I think it's over. Oh, uh, you're probably right. I wouldn't be that that game and a half back. Patriots have a bye. Bills have Tampa coming up. In Tampa, I mean, they could be two full games back in New England by, uh, you know, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's – Bills need it. Bills need this game. Well, so, yeah, got any, any, anything you want to cover from this weekend in football? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about what the biggest story was. I don't know. I don't know if there was really a big story to come out of Sunday, but I'd say uh, maybe Arizona, te- like showing us again why they're the best team. Yeah, kind Arizona, of reaching though. I don't know. Arizona reminding us that they were, and then Baltimore, the Baltimore uh, going for it, uh, going for the win, and Pittsburgh winning again, kind of keeping their season alive. And I have a take on that last play. Yeah, Forget yeah. about the, the Harbaugh's decision because yeah. I don't mind the decision. Yeah, I was all for it. Go, yeah, yeah go, go um, win on the road. Yeah, I like it. I, I thought Andrew should have had that. I, I I saw Lamar get a little bit of heat, and I saw like a lot of people talking about the actual decision mm-hmm. to go for two. I didn't see Andrews get take any heat. I think he, uh, tight ends should catch that ball. No, 
Uh, I got to go back and watch. You know, I'm not really sure. I I got to see the play again, to be honest with you. The throw, it could have been a, a little bit of a better throw. Yeah. But uh, I want my tight end catching that ball, man. Uh, that's, just, that's just me. All right. I, I'm going to say you're probably right. And nobody's giving him any heat. Uh, let's see. Tight end is supposed to have sure hands. It's supposed to be automatic. That's for sure. Yeah, you need you need it. It's the whole point of being a tight end is uh, short, easy reception. Not easy, but short. I always think of just like sure-handed guys who just best seven, hands on the team. Yeah, seven-yard catches without without even thinking. Right. And I think I think he should have had this ball. I know. I mean, I know Lamar's accuracy is always going to be an issue, but Andrew's got to have that. That's just me. There's a touchdown. Oh, you're watching the replay now? Yeah. And I also think from the Steelers Oh, yeah, he's absolutely, absolutely got to have that, yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you heard footsteps no one, or something. And he was, it was a perfect play. He was going to score on that. Yeah, yep. Like Tomlin was, came out in the, in the post game and was like, well, we weren't surprised. We were prepared for that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, if he catches that ball, you're going to lose. Yeah, it's on his. It's on his hand. It, he, had, he had to reach out a little bit, but you got to be able to corral that and bring it back in. Yeah, listen, it wasn't a perfect throw, Lamar. We know his issues, yeah. but can't nah, guy catch that ball not, there. That's not on Lamar. That's I can't blame Lamar for that. No, I'm with you. And my I'm take on the Steelers is, I think that's going to be Ben's last big win ever as a Steeler. Fitting against Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they play Thursday night against the Vikings in Minnesota. But then after that, they have home Tennessee at KC, home Cleveland at Baltimore. It could get ugly for, for Pittsburgh. Although knowing Pittsburgh, they'll, they'll win a couple and hang around. But I stand by Pittsburgh being done. That's fair. Although in that division, who knows? I mean, uh, nobody's that good or that bad. Yeah. I mean, is there seven, five? They go to Minnesota. Minnesota's going to beat them on Thursday. I could absolutely see Minnesota beating them. Yeah, Minnesota's not losing to Detroit and then losing to turnaround, losing to Steelers. It's not going to do One that. One thing about Pittsburgh's defense, and I know Watt is unbelievable. The guy had three and a half sacks yesterday yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. They've given up a lot of touchdowns at the end of these games. Bears that night we were watching the the Seattle Geno Smith that night mm-hmm. they let him tie the game up. The Steelers defense, you know, I don't know, they could be had a little bit. And those are those are not top notch offensive teams. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like they look good on paper, the Steelers defense, but and I'm sure the stats back them up as like a top five, top ten D. It's just yeah, they look like uh, end of games. They, they break a little bit. It's supposed to bend, not break. They've been breaking. Yeah. Mm, other big story might be, I mean, Lions' first win. Yeah, that was that was uh, <laughs> out of nowhere. Defense <laughs> there at the end from Minnesota, a little questionable. And I, I guess I can't get. I, I've always liked Zimmer, the Vikings coach, but. I guess I can't get on Vikings fans if they want to 
they want him fired. Once you lose to the Lions, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not Mike Zimmer's fault, man. They they signed Kirk Cousins to a. I mean, you bring Kirk Cousins in to be a franchise quarterback. He did win a playoff game. Like, what more do you want the guy to do? Yeah, you're asking for mediocrity, and you're just hoping to be there every year. You don't. You're not hoping to do much more than be there. Be in the conversation. You're in the conversation. That's it. And that gets boring after a while if you're not. Making a push. Walk-off win in regulation is pretty pretty wild. It's pretty exciting, the walk-off win. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's exciting in overtime, too, but end of regulation, last play, do or die. There's no overtime in that spot. It's a four-point game. Yeah. It's exhilarating. It was awesome. (laughs) Jared Goff. Um, so yeah, I guess that was uh, probably was one of the bigger storylines from yesterday. Man, that's probably it. Do you know what Russell Wilson's record against San Francisco is? Not including the oh, ball? it's ownership, like seventeen and four. He nailed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, owns them. owns them. It's hey man, I I heard a couple. I heard a podcast talking about it today. Yeah, about the NFC West, how everyone owns everybody. Yeah, you've been saying, been that for saying a year. it all year. You did yeah. since the last Dece- last December. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's that's, that's division football. That's divisional football in the NFL. Everybody has a secret little. Yeah, the, look at the Patriots against the Bills, man. Like the, the, yep. the Bills just can't beat the Patriots. They beat them twice last year, but and you see it with like the Dolphins and the, and the Patriots. They have their numbers somehow. The NFC I West mean, thing has been an, a Sunday poor talking point for at least a year. Yeah, I guess the one. Hole in that logic maybe the Jets, who kind of just a doormat for everyone in that division. There's always one. <laughs> I mean, even the Jaguars win some division games, and the Texans. It's crazy. The yeah, Texans it's... beat the Titans a couple weeks ago. That's how that's how divisional football is, man. I always look like NFC East, your division. I always bet the underdog in those games. I always lean towards taking the points whenever mm-hmm. I see like more than a field goal. Mm-hmm. In a division game, unless it's like a real big mismatch, I always love taking the points. You get burned, obviously, sometimes, but I've always felt like that. Uh, yeah, but it's strange how just certain teams have the other one's number. How the Niners with McVay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense, but I mean, I guess when you see a team twice a year. Yeah, he has, he has learned their tendencies and uh... – you, the game last Sometimes. night, Casey, uh, Casey, Denver. Mahomes oh, has never is... lost to, uh, yeah, to Denver. I guess the last time Denver beat KC, Peyton Manning was the quarterback in like 2015. I think I said. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we had a Kenny Stabler mention on Sunday Night Football last night. Oh, did we? I stayed up until the pick six, but I was a little out of it. Uh, it was um, oh, what was the stat? It had it had to do with like ownership. I think I think it was just Mahomes' record against this against uh, the Broncos was like it was in the conversation with uh, Stabler again Stabler for the Raiders against somebody and I forget who the other two guys were but it was like four quarterbacks who owned a team I think and he was one of them was Brady Brady against the Bills had to be one and no it was like to start a career I it, it wasn't it wasn't like career wise it was like the first. X amount of games against the franchise. Oh, okay. I forget exactly what it was. I, yeah, very informative here on the show today. 
But it was just nice to see old Kenny Stabler on there. Get get him up on the graphic. Of course, the snake. Yeah, the best. And the and the and getting back to the Chiefs. It has been a uh, ugly five-game winning streak, but a five-game winning streak nonetheless. Right? I mean, uh, yeah, the wins count. I don't. I just don't know. How, I just don't know how to take them. I just don't. I don't want to take them. Are you scared of them? Are 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 they? Are, are you was like a good team going to blow the doors off of them? A good and prepared team will blow the doors off them, or are the Chiefs going to play up to that? But who is that team, though? That's the thing. Who is that team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know it's it's, a, it's kind of a corny thing to say, but it's I think it's the proper thing to say. Yeah, I think it's just we have to see how it plays out. I, I don't think. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it is corny. Like it's there's. There's no team right now. I mean, you can make a prediction and say, hey, this team is going to come out of nowhere and get hot. But it, I think it's going to – first of all, what's big is whoever gets the one seed yeah, because you're going to get that bye week. Mm-hmm. And two, it's just going to be whoever gets hot at the right time. Yeah, It's just these shows would have nothing to talk about if they said that. That would be the end of it. So everyone's got to be like, oh, the Chiefs are the team to beat or New England's the yeah, team yeah. to beat, you know. <laughs> The team, like, the team, I don't, I don't the team know. Playing. The team you're playing is the team to beat. So my prediction on the Chiefs is I think they make a run. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought we weren't doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say they make a run, but they fall short. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to uh, – I will say this. Two-team race in the AFC West. Oh, is this Nick Folk field goal for the uh, – would this end the Greeks' fantasy season? Oh, let's see. This is very, it's very important. Oh, whoa! whoa. And wind, that's it. Wind jumping all over. Fourteen ten, actually a normal score. Not, a, I expected a little bit of a strange final, but that looks pretty basic. Yeah, with the going for two and shit, or we ended up, uh, went up in a normal position here. All right. If you're the Bills, you got to find a way to score a touchdown now, or else your season is uh, you'll be playing wild card weekend on the road. Right now, um, right now is it right now is it Bills Chiefs in the first round? Bills, I think it might. Uh, I don't know. These teams are so bunched up. I know if New England wins this game, they're the one seed. Jeez, yeah. But they also have a bye week coming up, so that. You know, yeah, that that could change a little bit. Um, the Ravens had a chance to to go nine and three yesterday. They would have been the one seed, but you know, obviously the Ravens are flawed. Titans are at the. I mean, these divisions, the NFC divisions are over. Yeah, unless you want to say Washington could, could catch Dallas. I mean, mathematically, they, they play them twice, but I'm going to say I still say no. Rams catching the Cardinals. How they play on Monday night, but how, how does Washington keep doing it, man? Like I just we talked about it on Monday, and I'm gonna blame my illness for uh, picking them for picking against them. But uh, yeah, how do they keep fucking doing it? Like who who are they? Who is this team? We're gonna find out Sunday. They play Dallas. Yeah, well, division game. Take Washington. Take the points. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, getting back to the AFC West, I think it's Chiefs Chargers now. 
two-team yeah. race. The Raiders and Broncos have proven to be fraudulent. I'm sure they'll have their moments along the way. They'll win a couple more games, but to me, it's Chiefs-Chargers. I, I still give the – people, you know, the, we've seen, like, the extreme takes from people this year on the Chiefs. We had everyone say, like, oh, they're not a playoff team, which was ludicrous. Yeah. And, then, and now I'm sure now that they're 8-4, and four, I'm sure people have them as, like, the frontrunner in the AFC, which I'm not, I'm not willing to go there yet. Yeah, I think I, I give, I'll get, the reason I give the Chargers a shot is they've already beaten them in Arrowhead, mm-hmm. and they, they are actually playing them a week from Thursday, uh, Thursday Night Football in, in L.A., Okay. So, I mean, I got to give the Chargers a shot, even though I think the Chiefs so I mean, I would probably pick the Chiefs in that game, and I would think the Chiefs will find a way in the division, but I do give the Chargers a shot. And the Chargers have the Giants this week, so. That would be easy, easy, easy dub. Although the Chargers just put, like, nine guys on the COVID list. Still, that doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Keenan, Keenan Allen. The Giants feel like a dead team to me right now, man. Let me tell you something. Mike Glennon <laughs> is horrible. Oh bad. my God! I that was one game. of the worst quarterback games I've watched in a long time. <laughs> yeah, man, it was not pretty. He's terrible. Everybody on the team is terrible. <laughs> it's emb- it is embarrassing. Coach is a little bit of a chicken shit too. Love punting in in the other team's territory. Yeah, he's a pussy. He is a pussy. <laughs> Calling timeouts like at the end of the – what was it, like the end of the first quarter he called a timeout? Uh, oh, and he could have let the clock run out. I didn't even pick up on that. I saw Twitter talking about it today. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't watching it when I, at that particular time, but I was reading about it. Just uh, just seems like he's got his head stuck up his ass with uh, a bunch of – with his cliché notebook. Just kind of going over how to placate the media or whatever, or how to you know, how to whatever the cliches of football are. Talk about your team. Don't you wish you had Gardner Minshew as your backup? I, I wish I had anybody as a backup. I wish I, I wish I had Gardner Minshew as my starter. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you would you trade Saquon in the offseason? He looks off, man. I don't know what's up with him. If it's injuries or dropped yeah. a couple of balls, he doesn't have that burst. I mean, you're gonna. Ha- I think you. Ha- I think you have to just because. Got it. I see. You're, you're not building around him anymore. Um, he's hurt too much. Best off, and, and you're not gonna. His value is only gonna go down after this year. I mean, it's not gonna get any higher. I mean, it's not, not that it's at a high point now. It's definitely not at a high point now, but it's not going to get higher ever. No, you get the best offer you can for him. Yeah. And you let the, you let the new GM make that trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good kid, man. I, I, I wanted to work out. I thought he was a very talented player, but uh, just has not panned out. And, you know, when you, when you rebuild, you got to kind of, you know, the, the big names have to go before – Right. So say trade Saquon, get rid of the GM. Where do you stand on the quarterback and coach? Um I I think you have to get rid of both of them at this point. I think you let the GM do his thing. Wow. Yeah. Um if you want to keep Jones in have a, to compete for a job, it's fine. But 
I mean, if you bring in a kid, if, if you bring in a kid and he's better, or you bring a kid, you you want him tomorrow to start, like just get rid of Jones. Like you don't need him. He's not he's not a threat. But you know, if you want to bring like a veteran in and bring in a, and bring in a rookie, like if you want to draft somebody and have the three of them in camp. And well, there's no out. apparently there's nobody worth drafting this year, which I'm sure could change. There's always going to be somebody who kind of. Then again, the Lions would probably take him if somebody comes out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, I think the Giants have two first-round picks, though. Oh, Josh Allen likes the cold weather. Um, I would say, I would say Rogers or Wilson. I don't think probably more guys, more likely Wilson. I don't think either of those guys wants to come to the Meadowlands, man. That's true. It has to be a little bit of like an appeal for those guys to want. Yeah, it doesn't seem like an appealing spot. Yeah, as much as like the defense, it seems like a fun unit, and it seems like they can, they might be able to improve there. That it's they really need to be a, a little more dominant of a of a of a defense for for me as a quarterback to say, all right, I'll go there and and hope we'll figure it out. But I just don't, I just don't think there's enough attraction there. The all the offensive line has sucked for a decade, and it's ex, it built an excuse for. Every Wilson will love that. Wilson's used to that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he wants, I'm sure. Uh, more of the same. Um, you know, I just uh, – they, 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 there's so much they need to do. Like the defense, if you want to build around that core and just do a complete reset of the offense, it's uh, – I mean, it's a joke, man. Like it was two weeks ago, like, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to get Kenny Galladay's first touchdown of the season. Like, is that that's your fucking talking point? That's your goal going in? Like, yeah, it seems this? odd. Like, what, what do we care who, who gets the fucking who gets the touchdowns? Let's try and get a couple touchdowns today. Like, we need everybody who can score a touchdown to get a touchdown. Let's not force feed Kenny Galladay, for Christ's sake. <laughs> we can't fucking do shit in the red zone. And then you want, and then you want, oh, well, let's get Kenny Galladay the ball because uh, he's our offseason. We need to. We need to get him involved. Right, every 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 kid gets in that bat. What are we doing, man? Well, the good news is you got uh, you get to play spoiler down the stretch. Three division games left, which I think that I think uh, the NFL did that. Is it just with the NFC East? Like the NFC East, a bunch of teams like Washington hasn't has five division games left. They have five games left all in the division. Yeah, I guess maybe it was just kind of the NFC East that did that. I don't even know if Jones is going to play the rest of the season now. And Mike Lennon's got a concussion, so you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. I'll take whoever, man. I, I don't want to see either of those idiots again. <laughs> I don't see um, them, man. Every time Jones did anything, it was like a second coming. And then, uh, you know, I, I could say a guy like, look, Mac Jones gets drafted and goes out and leads a team to 8-4 and four record. But now you see he's only had one pass tonight. It's not about the quarterback. The quarterback's got to be good, but it's the it's the system around him. Like infrastructure. Right. Yeah. The, the quarterback can't go can't go out and win every game on his own. He needs that, that solid infrastructure around him to to win to win these ball games and, and win at a clip um that the Patriots won at. Yeah. So all these oh none of these fucking offshoots of Belichick get that, apparently. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's just, there's a lot. That, there's a lot that goes. Into and there's fucking it. And the guys books, throwing one ball. There's fucking books written about how they build teams in New England, and not one of his fucking proteges fig- has figured it out. That's how you build a team, and it's not about building around the quarterback, having the guy. The closest would probably be Vrabel. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's a great example, yeah. And I'm not even sure, did he coach under Belichick? I know he played on those teams, but did he, was he ever a coach there? I think – Like, I thought he was some sort of assistant. I mean, he was deflating balls. No, that's after him. Uh, that's definitely after him. Yeah, he was on the film team. No, nah, he, he never coached with them, with, Nothing? The, with the Patriots. Not like a minor role, yeah. Maybe that's what, that's what it is. Belichick sabotages his assistants. Brainwashes them? Yeah, he brainwashes them into being shitty coaches for when they come back. <laughs> Could be on to something there. Yeah, oh. never, never, uh, never coached under Belichick. Ohio oh. State, Texans. I've always put him on the, on the tree. Oh, that's a big sack. That's not good, Josh. Four down territory here. I don't know if you can kick another field goal. No, nah, you got to go for it. Yeah, eventually you got to sink or swim. Um, yeah, that's really it for NFL. Nothing else. Uh, Tampa looks all right. Exhilarating end to the Bucks game. Atlanta was at like the five yard line. They needed to touch on the cover, and Russell Gage dropped the ball. Oh, man. That man. was exciting. <laughs> Other than that, that was pretty matter of fact. Oof, bad throw. Dawson Knox. <laughs> Looking for a PI there? What's going on? I guess. What are they doing here? You got to go for it, right? You got to take a shot. Oh, he's looking for there's movement on the line. Wow. Yeah, there was all kinds of movement on the line. They didn't call it. You saw that? Like three guys on the D-line jumped. Learning a lot about the officiating in the cold weather, too. <laughs> well, uh, we, know, we know about the officiating against the Patriots and how they kind of always find a way. I'm not sure. Another love, field goal. I don't love Tyler Bass in this, in this spot at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't love the fact that they have, let's see, they have one timeout. I don't like that. And you're going to have to get the ball back. Oh. No. There it is. Yeah. And they've been running. Chicken shit coaching. And they've been running running down their throats all game. That's all they're going to do for seven and a half minutes. No, the Bills will probably get the ball back, but they're going to get it back like at their own 12-yard line with two minutes left. It's going to be an uphill climb. We'll see. If they, if they do, we'll see. I mean, it was a long shot they were going to score on fourth and long there, but I don't I, Yeah, it was I a backup kick, a little bit, man. Can't keep kicking field goals there. My God, all we heard about pregame was the weather. There's been a million field goals attempted. Fucking all kinds of videos on Twitter and shit. It's been a million kicks. Yeah, it seems to have calmed down a little bit up there from from the from kickoff. I think the opening kickoff went out of bounds. 
Dude, the opening – no, the opening kickoff was booted into, like, the eighth row. Oh, it went it deep. All right. Was, all right. <laughs> it just went deep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Well, you could wrap it up here. I got nothing. I got nothing else. Yeah, we're good. For tonight. Have it. As always, I uh, appreciate you spending time here with us on Sunday Port. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Until then, have a great fucking weekend. Yep, see you later on in the week. Uh, talk to you then. Peace. Man, I usually, I usually have something ready for uh, post show. I got nothing today. I figured we just decide what movie. Oh yeah, I got um. Let me make sure I have it on uh, Comcast. I got a couple uh, suggestions. This one I believe is free on YouTube. Whoa! Uh, and it is. <laughs> it's from 2014. Let me see. I get a synopsis here. There you go. This is uh, called Saving Christmas. And um, let me read you. <laughs> uh, the synopsis is beautiful. I'm going to read the synopsis and you decide. And bear in mind, this is a short movie. It's not long. It's not a big time commitment. Okay. His annual Christmas party fall, his annual Christmas party faltering thanks to his cynical brother-in-law Former Growing Pain star Kirk Cameron attempts to save the day by showing him that Jesus Christ remains a crucial component of the over-commercialized holiday. Saving Christmas, starring Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Mike Seaver. That movie's, that movie's probably atrocious. I mean, that movie's definitely atrocious. I don't say probably. Um, IMDb yeah. rating is 1.4 out of 10. It sounds like something Kirk Cameron wrote, directed, produced. Like he's the mastermind behind it, and it's terrible. Oh, here we go. This is uh, <clears throat> this is not going to read this whole thing, but this, the top review on IMDb is one out of ten stars, and it's, t- it's, <laughs> it's titled A Yuletide Atrocity. <laughs> it's no secret that on both the mainstream and independent circuit of film, Christian cinema has been a big has been a big focus in 2014. Films like Heaven is for Real, Noah, Son of God, and next month's Exodus, Gods and Kings have all catered to the faithful in some way and have gone on to achieve uniformly strong financial numbers as well. Okay. I was, I was right, based on an original story by Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I, knew he, I knew he was very involved. Wikipedia says that it is a faith-based Christmas comedy film. And you could actually click on that. I don't know, is there a big is there a big market for faith-based Christmas comedy films? Uh, they're really using the term comedy loosely, I'm guessing. He plays a fictionalized version of himself in it. <laughs> wow. This is probably terrible. This might be so bad we have to watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, another one is a movie called Black Christmas. And it's a horror movie. Uh, it was 
supposedly Elvis's favorite movie. Uh, and um, oh, somebody else liked it too. I forget who. Um, but basically, let me see. Where the fuck is the... This is not the one from a few years ago. This is from the 70s, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. I see the one from the 2019. Yeah, during their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. You're a stranger. What year is this from? 1970. Oh, I have it on Peacock. Margot Kidder. Yeah. There you go, Lois Lane. 1974, is it? 1974. I'm down. I'm down for whatever. Oh, Steve Martin's favorite movie too. Favorite Christmas movie? Hey, is that a catch? Sure is. Ah uh, man, I thought he got one foot in. Elvis Presley considered Black Christmas one of his all-time favorite films, as does Steve Martin. Wow. Digs two feet in, dragged that left heel. I'll check the other challenge flag. Why is Brazil? Uh, is there... This would be an uh, uncharacteristic Bills win. Like, they haven't had a win like this. I don't even know how long. The ref is a good one, too. The ref? Is that Dennis Larry? Yeah. That's a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's at Christmas Eve, I think. Christmas Eve dinner. And he, Kevin Spacey is uh, it's his house. And he breaks in. He's on a run. Let's see if I, I got to see if I have that. The ref. <laughs> uh, the rap no nope, not the rap went, it went to the music channel uh, Austin Knox with a big catch here in the fourth quarter Ant. in between the did he, did he hang on I think so yeah the ref it keeps going rap is my English bad your Jesus abs, Christ your, your abs have always sounded like peas I guess so Oh, he had Zach Moss open. He fucking had him. All right, we don't have to. We don't have to decide on the show, I guess. Well, if you're still listening to the post show at this point, <laughs> you're you're asking for it. Um, you had said uh, Batman Returns, right? Uh, yeah, my obscure ones were Batman Returns and Lethal Weapon. It's actually funny. On Friday morning, the day after we recorded, I was listening to some FM station in the morning, and 
they listed like five, I think it was four obscure Christmas movies. Yeah. And Die Hard was like the obvious one. Right. And then back to back, he, he mentioned Batman Returns and Lethal Weapon. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then Gremlins was the other one. So it was, it was strange how they, we, we, and we did Gremlins and Die Hard last year. Yeah. So we're going to do, um, so I guess Eyes Wide Shut is the unconventional one. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do right. another, another conventional and then two conventional. Sure. We could get a little more traditional as we get closer. All right. I'm on the move to lethal weapon. I'll just put it out there. I'll do anything else on that list though. Not in the mood for lethal weapon. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Just in my mood for it. Um. All right, let's do. Uh, let me go to my list. We could do Batman Returns. I haven't seen Batman Returns in a while. All right, Batman Returns. It is Thursday night. We return to Gotham. Michael Keaton's, some crime. Michael Keaton's uh, last film is Batman until I think he I think it's this year he's in a movie he's playing Batman again. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um is it the Flash movie he plays Batman? He's taking over for Affleck. Oh. Uh, all right. They needed a they needed a real Batman. I had to go to the bullpen. Yeah, sometimes. All right, first and ten here. Three twenty two left. What has been uh a tight game all along. It has been. It has been. The clock is running. Allen the snap throw is caught. Gabriel Davis. No, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders think his first catch of the game. Clock, Clock is, is ticking. ticking. <laughs> Under three. 250. And counting. Bill's getting to the line. Allen calling out the plays. He's got a running back to his left. Three receivers to his right. Knox to his left. He's scrambling, going forward, fakes the pass, looking for looking for a first down and out of bounds. Did he do it? He get the first down. Let's see the spot. Give him the flag. And he got out of bounds. Clock stops here at two thirty. That's a first down. Got to give him that. Yes, sir. All right, Josh, you want to win a Super Bowl? Let's start with New England in December. At home, for Christ's sake. At home, in prime time. And the weather that you're supposed to be dominant in. Yes, even though you have no run game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The one, the one aspect of the game. I think a face mask. Not for nothing. So it's going to be second and eight from the 13, it looks like, going into the two-minute warning. 
Someone, someone burned a timeout. What's with the clock? New England called a timeout. Hmm. Belichick playing chess. That's his first timeout. Well, he figures the Bills don't have any timeouts. So is he figuring I should use them now in case they score? I can get as much time left as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He figures figures they stopped the one, so second down. Two-minute warning is third down. Uh, and then you figure under under a minute for fourth down if it gets that far. Yeah. And they score before that, obviously, you have more time. But And I don't think the Bills will take it down. Well, they might as well take it down as far as they can. Two fifteen, yeah, they, that's just him preserving time. He might even probably want to keep at least one timeout, right? He might burn one more. I don't know. I I probably would have let it run to the two minute warning, but I don't know. The wind is still whipping. Probably figures the Bills got to throw the ball here, so if they do score, it could be before the two minute warning. Yeah. Oof. Oh, not a good play. Uh, not was, a good pass. That was off. Third and nine. I don't really like that play call either. Yeah, you kind of cut off the whole field. I mean, yeah. could we get yeah. Allen like in motion? Could we, get, could we get Allen, you know? Limiting, yeah. Limiting where you're, you're, you're making a touchdown or bust. You don't need it on second down. Right. Keep the chains moving. Keep the defense on their heels. Oh, is that false start? Oh, there you go. There's this fucking team. Super Bowl. (laughs) Not Dawson Knox. Learning a lot. Wow. Learning a lot about Dawson Knox. One drive, it's a bad penalty. Drive before, it's a bad sack. What did he do, Dawson? Jeez. Shooting themselves in the foot. I got to catch a touchdown, though. Can't can't throw his way, man. You cannot trust Dawson Knox right now. No, I don't know who you can trust. Little Beasley in the slot. And you're in four-down territory. You got two plays to gain 14 yards. This, yeah, I can't feel good about this team right here. No, no. Can't I, can't I feel confident? Oh, he's scrambling. He, oh, oh no. he's scrambling. Oh, oh no! Wait, get rid of Throw it. it, Josh. Oh no! Oh, was that knocked down or was that a drop? Oh, uh, was a lot of hands in there. That you know he wasn't. You know that guy wasn't catching that ball though. Two minute warning. I need to see a replay. This fucking asshole dropped another one. What a scramble. Great scramble. Oh, he got it. He got in front of him too. He's gotta to come down with that. He had the he had the position on him too. He 
D-bag wasn't even looking. He jumped him. That was a bigger than him. Soft player. Dawson Knox. He's wow. a soft player. I mean, we've, we've found out so much about him. You learn a lot in these bad weather games. You learn a lot. And now the Bills are dead. They have one play to score a touchdown, or they're dead. They have one timeout, well, which comes down might come down to coaching. The Detroit Lions can do it. Yeah. Who's fair, I guess. I don't know if they're going to have the Minnesota Vikings playing defense in this, in this next play, but Dawson Knox not going to be popular tomorrow in Buffalo. It's not popular right now on Sunday 4. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, commercials. Yeah, big, fucking two-minute warning. Any big, any big news out of uh, college hoops? Uh, college hoops right now. Duke looked really good, and they got beat by Ohio State. They were the number one, uh, number one team in the country. I don't even know who number one is right now. Let's see. Purdue. That won't last. Purdue usually. Purdue usually fades fast. It's Jimmy V week, so you got the classic tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Villanova Syracuse main eventing at the Garden. Uh, what else we got this week? Big, Big East, Big Twelve battle. Um, other than that, not too much going on. Um, Gonzaga's good again, apparently, but they got beat uh, Saturday night by Alabama. Look out for Alabama. That's my first radar team. Lost to Iona early in the year, but they got some guys. They made like 16 threes the other night against Gonzaga. Something sick. Oh, and the college football playoffs should be good, too. You're all in on college football? Yeah, because Alabama's in, so you got, you got good teams in. Like, if Alabama wasn't there, it probably wouldn't have held as much weight, but they got Alabama in. They got Georgia in. You got, you got Bama, Cincy, David Goliath matchup. You got Michigan, Georgia. I think we're, I think we're heading for Bama, Georgia again. Maybe Michigan beats Georgia. Maybe. All right. We got a guy down in the field holding up this fourth and 14. I know. I know. It's been a quick, I mean, for 11 o'clock, it's a really quick uh, primetime game, but. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of runs. A lot of running the football. I'm going to watch this trailer for saving Christmas. Yeah, let's do it. PG movie. 
It has to be. <laughs> you want it to be faith-based comedy. There's someone named Christian in the movie. <laughs> yep. Oh. Canceling Christmas. Oh, I get it now. Saving Christmas. Were there months back then in biblical times? I think so, yeah. Oh, here we go. Fourth and 14. Fourth. We need to get to the four-yard line or five-and-change-yard line. Quick drop back. Fires oh. it off the helmet of a defender. <laughs> oh. and Not even goes. close. Bills lose the game they've been losing for 20, 25 years. And that's it. And that is it. I might have to watch that movie, though. <laughs> yeah. I might have to put that on at some point. Well, let me know how it is. Oh, I will. Uh, Cole Beasley was open, no? I guess he's the other angle. He had his mind made up where he was going. I hate the fact that Steve Belichick is on the sideline. I hate that. That's gross. Yep. Yep. Patriots yep. number yep. one seed. That's it. I run the ball not kneeling. Yeah, well technically they can't run the clock all the way down, but I mean it's yeah. gonna be basically ten seconds. Yeah. Here's the replay right here. I'm pretty sure Cole Beasley's wide open. Oh, there, here it is right here. Yeah. God. Oh yeah, just where was he going with that? Because that was terrible. He know. had his mind made up the whole time where he was going. And the Can't defender read his eyes. Can't do that. Defender read his eyes. The way he dropped back, he looked like he was nervous. Happy feet. Yeah, the Peyton Manning feet. All right, I might as well stick it out until the kick. They don't get the first down. Yeah, this is going to be – they're going to have to snap it one more time. Well, two more times, but they have so, to have one more actual play. So is this going to be the – I mean, when was the last time a starting quarterback only had one attempt in a game? And they won by two touch, by with, with two touchdowns. I mean, they, yeah. No, it was uh, – uh, well, Yeah, it was a touchdown at field point and two field touchdown, goals. Touchdown, two field goals. Yeah, the fuck is going on here? I don't know. The referees can't fucking figure shit out. 
Yeah, the stats, like the all-time stats, histor- historical stats, are going to be insane after this one. Yeah, for sure. A lot of fun facts on a Tuesday you're going to get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good morning football. I'll have them all for you. Oh, yeah. I think both coaches seem pissed. <laughs> Neither coach is very happy. different reasons. <laughs> Neither coach is happy. Whatever's going on right now. And what? What is it? A clock issue? I mean. Uh, they might not. They may be able to just get away with. Uh... Yeah, it's gonna be one. Yeah, they're not. They're just gonna have to run. They're gonna be able to kneel on this, I think. I really wish I knew what was going on. Yeah, they're just gonna kneel, and that'll do it. What the hell is going on? If I was the Bills right now, I'd be like, how do we lose these fucking assholes? They can't even run the clock out properly. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, forcing it to 13. Davis. Days? Oh, Davis, yes, this guy all day. What was he in a good <sighs> throw off his back foot? Yeah, it may have been behind him. It was behind him, yeah, you're right. Who's 41? Bryant. Could hate that guy now. No, no problem. He even do anything. He just uh, dunked in the helmet. Well, he did look off Beasley. Yeah. But I mean, he read the key. I mean, he read Allen's eyes. He was going there the entire time. Yeah. The fuck was that junkie standing next to Belichick? <laughs> They did a junkie had the starter helmet on, a starter jacket on, and everything. He was selling drugs at the mall in 1994. Haircut and like three teeth. Oh, yeah. He had the the junkie facial hair. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right, McDermott, you could take off the headset. I mean, all you just do is snap it one more time and take a knee, worst-case scenario. Why would you even send the punter out there? Yeah, what? They're going to put one second on the clock. You, you take one more knee. They are very confused. They look way too confused. If three, oh, they they actually he dropped back for three passes. I mean, the Bills should be ashamed. 
Absolute shameful loss. All right. It's in the books. Official now. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that makes you two on one of the week. Yeah. You just missed another three in a week. That was one and two again. You're really you're starting to pull away a little bit. Until next time. Until next time. All right. I got it out. I'll talk to you later, Andy. All right. Later. Peace.